Upgrade your ATV UTV today at superatv.com. Whether it's portals, axles, windshields, lift kits, power steering kits, or any of the other great products from Super ATV, they have you covered through the entire process. From design, manufacturing, testing, selling, shipping, and they're always there to support everything you need for your side-by-side. Go start your upgrade today at superatv.com. Welcome to another edition of the Destination Polaris Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Christie. Today's podcast is brought to you by Rugged Radios, in-car communication, car-to-car communication, Bluetooth music, whatever your communication needs might be. Rugged is always there to help you out with finding the right product for your machine. Rugged Radios, the authority in communication. And my guest today is someone I've known for probably over a decade now, please welcome to the show, Ryan Oman, the regional sales manager from Polaris who handles all the southern part of Polaris. Ryan, how are you, man? Doing good, Jared. Excellent. Now, you are in Wyoming, right? That is correct. Nice. Cheyenne, Wyoming. Cheyenne, Wyoming. And uh, Ryan likes to give me a hard time because we've only filmed one episode in Wyoming <laughs> in like the last 10 years. <laughs> That's your fault, Ryan. Yeah, well, I, I keep inviting you. I know. It, it, it's schedule dependent, as we both know. <laughs> I know. I know. We, we will uh, we'll make it a priority next season to uh, to get back to Wyoming. The fun part for, for Ryan and I and the reason why uh, we've kind of been friends over the years is we both went to uh, school in the same conference. Ryan went to Wyoming where he was a bench player on the football team. And uh, I went to San Diego State where I starred in uh, hanging out at the beach. <laughs> well, well played, Jerry. <laughs> so what's going on, man? What's uh, you, you started this new gig uh, covering the, the South, but I want to talk about Wyoming first because it is a great state to go off-roading, even though we haven't been there as much as we should have, and I joke about that. But uh, um, there's a lot of places to ride up there. There is, yeah, and, and newfound appreciation for the state of Wyoming and what they allow off-road recreation to be. A lot of BLM land. There's very, very little restrictions. I think Wyoming and Utah lead the country in available riding. And if you look at the the various mountain ranges, we have the the, the Bighorn Range, um, the the Wind River Range, the Sierra Madre Range, the the Snowy Range. There's lots of mountains, there's lots of open territories, and, and obviously with the state that's heavy on recreation, heavy on hunting, and, and heavy on ranching, it, it's the perfect storm for, for the Polaris uh, portfolio. Right, right. And you mentioned a, a bunch of places. Um, what what makes it uh, that you guys are sort of, you and Utah, sort of similar with the BLM land? And is it something that, that people really take an effort in? Do they, they, they want to keep it that way? Because we've been to a lot of states and some places are like that and it's, and it's awesome. Yeah, I think it starts with leadership. Both states have had a history of, shall we say, power sports friendly leadership, which, uh, you know, they know recreation brings a significant amount of revenue into their states. And so keeping land access open to, to consumers, and it's not just Power sports, Jared. It's it's hiking, it's mountain biking, horseback riding, it's recreation for for all sorts. And even the land, the landowners, when you do come to a fence, that their biggest thing is 
just shut the fence behind you. You know, you can you can traverse across private land in most cases, unless posted, as long as you're recognizing the their rights to, to lock off the, the fences and make sure that their livestock stay on their property. Oh, man. <laughs> I love that sort of open door policy. Just make sure the door is shut behind you. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's super cool. And unlike uh, other states where it's it's private land butted up against private land, if, if, if you're seen on that land, uh, you, you may want to be going pretty fast because you, you've now made yourself a target and uh, they, they do not like you on their land in other states. But Wyoming and Utah are, are, are standalone in that regard where they love recreating and they, cause they understand that the, the revenue brings in from hotels, fuel, restaurants, you name it. Uh, even the dealers, obviously the dealers benefit from as well. Cause they're, they're selling the consumable goods. Um, they're fixing machines when people break them and, and getting them back on the trail as soon as possible. Why is it then if, if uh, you've got so much access there that Wyoming doesn't uh, get more uh, attention in the off-road world? Good question. I think it's a, one of the great unknowns. Um, I, I would challenge a lot of people probably can't find Wyoming on a map. And although it's one of the bigger states, there's just over a half a million people that inhabit Wyoming. And so, you know, obviously it's very sparsely populated. And uh, it's it's the gem known by Colorado, Utah, Idaho, Montana, some of the neighboring states. In fact, during the pandemic, when a lot of Colorado was shut down, Wyoming was was wide open. And uh, there was kind of a great migration from Colorado into Wyoming just for that camping, boating, and, and off-roading throughout our state. Now, you've got on the western side of the state, uh, you know, a little national park area that's fairly well-known. Correct. Yeah, West Yellowstone. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Of the places you mentioned, where in the state would be the, those places that uh, people should look to to go riding then? Well, good question. I mean, obviously, I, the Bighorn Mountains cater very well to that. They have uh, cities on both sides of the mountains. You, you can't off-road recreate in Yellowstone. But uh, south of Yellowstone in the Wind Rivers, uh, pretty rugged terrain, but some some really nice beautiful riding up there uh, obviously i'm partial to the snowies and the sierra madres down in the southeastern part of the state because you obviously have you know the, the diverse mountain ranges you have the, the quintessential western towns that you can stay at bed and breakfasts so on and so forth and then obviously uh, one gem that i've been fortunate enough to explore is the red desert and that's the that's the territory if you will that's between rock springs and Rolland. And it's, a, it's just a wide expanse of, of desert that, if I'm not mistaken, used to be a large, large uh, freshwater lake. I'd um, never heard of, uh, what'd you call that? Yeah. The, Red the, the Red Desert? Never heard of the Red Desert. Yeah. So if you're ever traversing across I-80, which is a desolate stretch of interstate, <laughs> uh, the, Red, the Red Desert spans north and south of I-80. People on their way to Salt Lake City are like, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yep, they do. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a long, boring stretch of highway. But once you get off the beaten path, it's 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 got some spectacular views. What is the speed limit in that area? Posted is 80. Yep. And... You, you, the trucks, the trucks will usually uh, hum, hum along around seventy, and then you'll have the occasional guy in the in the Corvette or or the uh, the, the Audi that's pushing close to a hundred. But uh, posted is eighty, 
and um, you will get a ticket if you're over 80 and, uh, and if there's a cop watching you. So that's, that's funny. Cause I do knowing, you know, driving through maybe South Dakota and, and Wyoming and some of those open areas where it's posted at 80 or maybe even there's in Idaho, maybe 85 in some places, man, people are humming. Yeah. <laughs> the, the flow of track, it, the flow of traffic is moving quite fast. <laughs> now, um, you mentioned the pandemic and the, and the Wyoming being open most of the time and being able to ride. What did you guys see in Wyoming during that time? Was it just a lot of people coming to the air, a lot of people riding, experiencing places for the first time? It was. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously early March 20, uh, everything was kind of like, what, what's going on? What do we do? But as soon as you got late into the spring and summer, everybody wanted to be outside. And obviously, Retail showed that some of the some of the biggest retail months we've seen were in in twenty and twenty one, where people wanted to get outdoors and the the proverbial staycation, where they're no longer going to Europe or Disney World, they're they're staying home and, and recreating outside. And you know, you take a state like Wyoming, where you have wonderful recreating, you have lakes and streams and forests, uh, even the you know the devil's tower you have landmarks like devil's tower and and our state parks and federal parks it it was a chance for people to kind of get out and see what's here uh, even even just on our border our eastern border is mount rushmore and so how many people that live here had never been to mount rushmore and so just getting out and seeing what the area has to offer was was i think refreshing for a lot of people and if you look at the state of the industry, I mean, a lot of those people are still riding today and engaging their neighbors and their friend network to go ride with. And some of the technology that Polaris has built into our vehicles, like ride command and, and buddy tracking, has made riding more enjoyable because you can now travel with your partner and, and not be in their dust. You can kind of see the, see the, the vehicle on a, a computer screen inside the cockpit and know where they're going and where they turn without having to be right on their tail. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a map right now, and I, I guess I didn't realize, because we filmed in the uh, Custer State Park, uh, Deadwood area, uh, Sturgis, a couple of years ago, and that is, that is really just across the border from Wyoming. It is, and it's beautiful territory. The Black Hills of South Dakota are phenomenal, and some of that uh, landscape, if you will, does leak into eastern wyoming and, and obviously you mentioned sturgis i'm not sure if you were there for the rally but uh that is a complete takeover of northeastern wyoming and western south dakota when the bikers head up there and it's it's simply if you've ever been there riding in those hills is, is a phenomenal day trip for for anyone on two wheels it, it is because i think a lot of people uh maybe as far as they go is is uh, across the border in the devil's tower right there yeah, they go the the Hewlett. I think they call it the Hewlett Scramble, yep. if I'm not mistaken. And they they go over to Devil's Tower and, and then back around through the Spearfish Canyon and uh, over to Rapid City and whatnot. But yeah, that's uh, really good riding. Yeah, we stayed right there in Spearfish Canyon, and uh, you were 100 percent right. So we should have we should have ducked across and and uh, gotten over there for a few days. We'll have to put that on our uh, agenda next time. Next summer. Next summer. Next summer. Now, you are based in uh, Cheyenne. How long have you been there? We've been in Cheyenne for just over 17 years. Gosh, dang, man. That's a long time. It is. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason why I can say that with confidence is we moved here when my son was uh, one years old, and he's 18. He's a senior in high school this year. Oh, so. is that scary? 
It, it's a little nerve wracking uh, today. Tonight's his first playoff game, high school playoff game. And uh, I think we're favored. It's a home game, which is good, but it's a, it'll be a tough competition, but uh, yeah, we're full on into playoffs for high school football, which as you know, is, is my favorite time of year. I know it is. I know it is. Ryan and I text on a regular basis uh, about football and our teams are not uh, the best this year. But there's there's pathways. <laughs> there's if we always went out hope. and beat Boise, we, we we win the division. So. <laughs> if a lot of ifs there. Well, that's okay because our our I think our former safety is now our quarterback, so that's how our season's going. Brutal. Yes, it's just it's just brutal. Now you were telling me just before we started this phone call that um, you took a new position uh, or new territory within Polaris. Tell me about that. Yeah, so uh, January 1st, moved down to the South Central region, which is uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Missouri. And it's uh, obviously, as you know, it's a completely different territory than what I'm used to. Uh, one, there's no snowmobiles. And that, that was a huge part of my previous life in the Rocky Mountains, where uh, obviously snowmobiles is full on throughout the winter. No snowmobiles here, but what I've found is this is ranger country. And they sell more Rangers probably than any other part of North America. And it's, it's an integral part of the hunting society, the ranching society, multi-acre homeowner society. Everybody wants a, wants a Polaris Ranger. And obviously the competition is pretty intense down here. Uh, everyone wants a piece of that Texas pie, so to speak. And so we're, you know, we're here to, to, to defend our territory and, and make sure that the customers get the best product out there. Have you learned a lot about the South in this, uh, this year? Yes, I have. <laughs> and, and in some certain parts of the South, I, I'm, I'm learning the dialect. It's a, it's a different dialect than what we speak in Wyoming, but great people, um, salt of the earth people down here and in Texas and Arkansas, Oklahoma, Missouri, and guys that just enjoy the outdoors, enjoy hunting, huge hunting culture. I, I probably underestimated how big of a hunting culture is down here. What I uh, I always found interesting is people call machines different things around the country and down the south they call them bikes. Yes. Yeah, bikes. <laughs> that is true. And I was like, wow, I, how, where did that come from, guys? Like, I don't know. <laughs> So we call them. I was like, well, you know, everyone else calls bikes has two wheels, not, not four. Yeah. And out West they call them cars. Yes. Yeah. Very, very funny. What, what's been your favorite, uh, I'm sure you've done a little bit of traveling around down there. Do you have a favorite state or more importantly, uh, a favorite thing that you found to eat down there? Well, I, I mean, I'd be, I'd be skewered if I didn't say barbecue. Right. Um, people love the barbecue and, and quite frankly, I, I do too. I think, I don't know that the, the barbecue dialect, there's obviously Carolina barbecue, Kansas City barbecue, Texas barbecue. And as you know, I, I just like to eat all barbecue, but uh, anything that's grilled meat that's seasoned, I'm in. I love it. And so the food down here is phenomenal. But as far as the area that I've really kind of enjoyed being part of is the, the Lake of the Ozarks area. So I've I thought the Ozarks was just a lake, but the, the Lake of the Ozark is really, excuse me, the, the Ozark area, from what I understand now is, if you look at it, central Missouri to northern Arkansas. And uh, phenomenal mountain biking there. It, uh, I think the, the Walmart 
heirs have created a huge mountain bike mountain mountain bike park where uh, renowned individuals from all over the country come mountain bike there. So, um, also a very diverse landscape, uh, which I didn't I didn't quite get. It, you think of the the south as just kind of being a flat plains type of area, but very diverse terrain there, rolling hills, uh, cliffs. It's a it's a beautiful part of the country. No, I I agree. And we did a, a shoot down in Arkansas. Oh gosh, earlier this year, maybe springtime, and uh, they came back with the video, and I'm looking at them like, where were you guys at again? Because I was like, I'd never seen any. There was almost these. They were riding in the Ozarks, but there's almost these canopies and it was green and lush and it almost felt yeah. like they were in some sort of tropical area and i was like wow i did not expect uh, for you guys to come back with that yeah it's beautiful yeah that's it's very cool i i uh i, I was almost uh, a little jealous i was like man i didn't get to get to go on that one that's 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 too bad well that's a big what's that i can go back i know i know i know (laughs) know there's always the opportunity to to go back well we end up going uh down south once the weather gets a little uh cooler i guess and the uh, bugs go away and uh, their riding season kind of uh um for that area sort of kicks off fall time through the spring is that right yeah, well, spring and fall, yeah, for sure. And then there's the whole mud season, which I, I'm still getting my head wrapped around the whole mud mud scene. But I think mud season starts midwinter and goes through the spring, and so uh, that's a big, big deal. Um, from if you look at East Texas, West Louisiana, kind of South Arkansas, kind of a three headed monster of states that really do a lot, of, a lot of business in the in the mud areas. Absolutely. And speaking of uh, great places to ride, a lot of those places that we were mentioning, if you haven't had a chance to check out Polaris Adventures, head to their website and plan your next off-road adventure. I know somebody who was just out West and connected with the Polaris Adventures folks and took their family out on a ride for the day. They have over a hundred locations all across the country. And it's a great way just to go, uh, enjoy a machine for the day, have fun with your family, take a ton of great photos. And of course, if you're going to go ride and you've got music, then that's where our friends at Rockford come and get involved. If you want to upgrade your audio system or just install a new system, they got stage kits from one to six that takes your audio to the next level. Ryan, I know that uh, there's a ton of news going on in the industry. Things are always uh, changing and evolving and things like that. What's what's kind of like your finger on the pulse of what's happening right now? Well, as you know, we just launched Pro R and Turbo R, uh, industry-leading sport vehicles, which uh, have kind of turned the whole industry on its ear, if you will, and huge demand for those vehicles, and it's it's we've taken that chassis and that, that power to all new levels, which has been kind of fun to see. Uh, although in the South central, we don't sell many razors, uh, our, our bread and butter, our still focal point is, is multi-passenger ranger. Um, the, the more people you can get in the ranger, the better. And, and obviously with the advent of the, the North star ranger, where we have heat and air conditioning, it, it's something that, uh, the customers have really gravitated to for that, that creature comfort of being, outdoors in a rugged terrain but still having uh, comfort of heat and ac you're gonna make them soft down there <laughs> yeah well if we if we could build more of them they'd buy more of them that's for sure <laughs> 
I know that's still a challenge for everybody. It's just like I can't get enough of uh, parts and pieces to make things fast enough. Mm-hmm. Nice. So your season is wrapping up where you're at. Uh, I imagine uh, it's it's funny when I talk to to people who live in a place where you can do snowmobile and off road. Um, they they enjoy the off roading, but they love the snowmobiling. Yeah, snowmobile. It's a it's a whole it's a whole new passion when you look at snowmobilers. It, the amount of work that I'll say we because I'm a I'm a snowmobiler, passionate snowmobiler that we go through to get on the snow uh, as far as traveling, the gear that that's required to go snowmobiling versus off-roading. And, uh, you know, obviously you, you, you rely on mother nature to drop the white stuff uh, in the amounts that you need it. So there's a lot of people itching to go riding up North here. And, and right now they're finishing up hunting season or, you know, trying to, trying to bag that elk or deer. And then as soon as they do, as soon as they hang that and, and put it in the freezer, it, it's all about getting the sleds tuned up. And the unofficial first ride, I don't know that anyone's ever stated it, but it's usually that first weekend after Christmas. If there's snow on the trail, there's usually people out there trying to get break in, trying to get fresh gas through the motor in anticipation of what hopefully will be a good snow season. Yeah, that is a, a, a huge deal for you folks up there. Have you been uh, mountain snowmobiling, Jared? No, <laughs> no, and I'm not going to. <laughs> Why? It's freaking scary man <laughs> what it can be oh uh, yeah right Depends on who you go with. yeah um it, well especially it's extra scary when i when i get try to get roped in to go with you guys because it's like you grew up doing it and you're like it's no big deal and i've seen some of the stuff that you guys have pointed out like on the trail and say yeah that's where we go up there when the, then there's snow and i'm like no no thank you <laughs> uh, you're not you you're not trail riding i promise <laughs> No, no, the trail is an inconvenience, so you get to the backcountry. But I'll give you, I'll give you three stocks. I will literally pull your machine out three times, and you're on your own. Oh my is that god! A deal? Is that do those three count like right from the parking lot? Like do they? Yes. If, they, <laughs> if I fall over in the parking lot, I know because somebody was talking to me about doing a timber sled one time, and I was like, I watched a video of that, and I was like, I'm gonna get stuck constantly doing that thing. I mean, it looks like a hell of a lot of fun, but I was like, oh my God, have you tried that? I have. So Tim, I equate timber sledding and snowmobiling like skiing and snowboarding. So if you think about it, skiing is easy to learn, hard to master. And snowboarding is hard to learn, easy to master. Well, I think it's the same with snowmobiling and timber sled. Snowmobiling is easy to learn if you have two skis and a track and it's a fairly stable platform. But to master it, to be able to to hold an edge in the trees on the side of a mountain, it's it's quite difficult. Whereas you take the timber sled, it once you get on that thing, it's awkward. It's a, there's one ski, there's one track. You can't put your foot down on the ground because your foot will just keep going into the snow, and the bike tumbles on top of you, and it's it's awkward. And it happened to me, so I, I can speak firsthand. It's there is a learning curve. You have to keep your foot on the pegs, but. After that first 20, 30, 40 minutes of indoctrination into timber sled, it's surprising how good you are. Uh, you're going up goat trails. You wouldn't even think about hiking up in the summertime. And it's it's a super fun sport for terrain that you would never see on a snowmobile or, or an off-road vehicle. It's just you. It's point and shoot. Wherever you want to go, you can go. Um, as long as you got the, the right wrist to keep that throttle on, you'll get through it. I know, I know December is, is right around the corner. When do you sort of put 
all your summer stuff away and start thinking about that first snowmobile trip. And do you have any trips planned this year? Yeah. Well, so my son, son being a senior, he, he's informed me we're going to go snowmobiling every weekend, which I think is a bit <laughs> excessive. But uh, to answer your question, the summer stuff will go away just prior to Thanksgiving, except for my one ATV that has a winch and a plow. And so that allows me to plow my driveway and my three neighbors' driveway who who bring over beer and, and fresh baked goods to, to help compensate Ooh, nice. the, the, the fresh, clean uh, driveway that I've plowed for them. But there's always the one plow in the garage, and then it's all about loading up the snow trailer with the machines, oil, belt, parts, uh, spare jackets, spare bibs, so that when you get hit with that first big storm in the mountains, you never know when that is. But there's usually the two or three or four foot dump in mid-December. There's always one at the end of December. Hopefully there's one around New Year's this year where you, you just get out and have an epic ride, early season epic oh, ride. man, you mentioned snow. And I know one of our uh, partners here is Quad Boss. And they make uh, they, they definitely comes in handy in the wintertime because they make snow plows and, and, uh, and lots of other dependable parts, whether you're a rider, rancher. You mentioned ranchers, farmers, or hunters. And, and I've never... Uh, I, I got a snow blower for the first time last year, like a real one instead of like mm-hmm. a snow pup. <laughs> I call this what I had for a little while. And oh my God, that makes all the difference in the world. So I can't imagine having an actual plow on the front of my ATV or, or UTV, what that uh, is like. Cause I've been to your house. You don't have that big of a driveway. No, it's long and skinny, yeah. but it's four passes and the driveway's done. So a snow blower would take you 20 minutes the plow takes you two minutes. Oh, well, so now my, my hand grip warmers, have, if the hand and thumb warmers are just now getting warm and the motor's just now getting warm. So that's when I do two or three or four neighbors and, and help them out. And how so, much, how much snow has to fall before you uh, pull that out and start plowing driveways? Uh, I'll, I'll do it at two or three inches. Okay. There, there's no reason for the Polaris guy to be shoveling snow. <laughs> If, if the blade will push the snow, it's deep enough for me. That's a good point. Now, shouldn't your son be out there doing it at this point in time? He's old enough. So, funny you say that. He has his own lawn mowing business, uh, the Grass Doctors LLC. And so <laughs> he parlayed this into a winter job where he has, uh, I think, two or three customers in the winter that uh, they've asked him to shovel. Well, so I end up doing their driveways for him, and then all he has to do is shovel the sidewalks. Right. And, uh, I said, I said, Hey, what's my commission? What, what's my spiff here? I'm, I'm doing your driveways for you. So I think last, last winter he gave me 20 bucks. So what's he, he charging? I'm just curious. What's he charging, uh, for lawns and snow? It, so it depends on how big the lawn is, but I think the going rate is around th- between 35 and 55 bucks to mow. And then for the driveways, I think he charges 15, 20 bucks. Okay. All right. And when it's when it's ten degrees and the wind's howling, like you've been to Wyoming, you know. Yep. It, the wind always blows. Yep. Because uh, Nebraska stinks. Is that what you guys yeah, say? For yeah, for a homeowner to exactly, exactly. <laughs> the old Nebraska joke. Right. Uh, Sorry, Nebraska the, fans. <laughs> no, but if, if when it's that cold, it, it, it's a, it's a treasure for the homeowner to just give you twenty bucks because then they don't have to go outside. Oh, I know, I know. I I've got a fairly long driveway and. uh, 
um, I'll, I'll if I'm if I'm out, I'll go over and uh, snow blow my neighbor's driveway as well because uh, he's got little kids now, so help him out. Although he's got every tool imaginable and he's an engineer, so I don't know what I'm doing because I'm sure he'll build something like a giant fan and just blow it off his his driveway. But uh, so that yeah. my kid will do that with his lawn gear. He's got the leaf blowers. Yes, and if it's a cold, dry snow, he'll just he'll just go out there with the with the blower and blow the driveway. Gosh, off. He's got all the tools. Yeah, he does. Oh, man. So your winter set, you're going to go snowmobiling every uh, weekend with your son. Your summer is just a... <laughs> How much time are you going to spend down in the south uh, this winter? Well, a lot. Yeah. And I have a golf game that needs to be polished up, too. There so uh, if I can work during the week and then maybe uh, stay with a few friends on the weekend and work on my golf game, I'd love it. But no, in all seriousness, I, I'm down there probably two weeks out of the month traveling okay. with uh, my reps. There's five reps in Texas. Um, and so obviously Dallas, West Texas, San Antonio, Austin, Houston. So a lot of ground to cover. So you got to be down there to see the dealers and understand the pulse of business, which is which is what I really like to do. Just getting out there, understanding what's going on, how we can add value to our dealer partners and, and, and continue to make the, the best product possible for the consumer we um um i have a uh one of our project x builds with resurrection industries and they're down outside of dallas they'll be doing a big uh, i believe ranger uh mud build for us and so uh that's always fun to go down there and hang out with them and and see what's going on down there because it is just like you said it's a little bit it's just a different feel and different vibe and they, they do things differently and, and say things differently, but, but man, they love their off-road vehicles down there. Yeah. Everything's bigger in Texas. Uh, and, and they, they like to take the the product that they have and just make it bigger and better. Yes. 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 There's accessories on top of accessories. (laughs) I know. I know. Bigger and louder. They, what's the phrase they use down there? Uh, um, see us coming and hear us going, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't heard that, but I like it. Yes, 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 something like that, something like that. Well, very good, man. Well, the holidays are upcoming. Uh, football season is uh, halfway done, and I was just I just went on the Mountain West website, and I see your uh, Wyoming women's soccer team is the number one seed. Are you aware of this? Um I'm a little embarrassed to say, but no, I am not. I, I not <laughs> and and fortunately enough, this Sunday, the Aztecs will be playing Utah State, and the winner of that matchup faces your number one seed, Wyoming. Isn't it uh, funny how that always works? Well, there might have to be a side bet. Might have to be. Might have to be. I'll have to pay attention to see what happens this weekend, and then uh, I haven't even checked to right. see football. My kids are now hockey season's kicked in, and it's just like every you got a tournament this weekend and I'm sure another one next weekend and the weekend after and the weekend after and the weekend after. So you do your football team. What's that? Folks are in Hawaii. So they got the, uh, they got the, the good trip this week. Oh gosh. They do have the good trip this week. We, uh, yeah, we're both your, your Wyoming Cowboys are sitting in second in the mountain and ours are sitting, uh, Aztecs are sitting also in second. Um, in their division. So I guess both divisions are still up for grabs, but you do have to be uh Boise, huh? We do. And, yeah. but Boise's at home in Laramie this year. So Ooh. if we can beat them, hold serve with the rest of the games, we should be in a pretty good spot. Should be in a pretty good spot. 
Well, very cool, man. Well, uh, it was good to catch up. Thanks for uh, coming on the show. And uh, I look forward to uh, coming out to Wyoming next year and visiting some of those fine places that you, uh, you mentioned. Look forward to hosting you. All right, Ryan. Take care, man. It was good chat with you. Thanks, Jared. Have a good weekend. All right, buddy. Take care. Well, today's podcast was brought to you by Assault Industries. If you want to personalize your vehicle, then check out Assault. They design and manufacture high-performance accessories for the off-road industry. Check out Assault. They've got all sorts of great accessories. From their, everyone knows their mirrors, but they've got a ton of other great products. You want to check them out. Also buy full throttle battery designed to handle all the increased power of all those accessories that we talk about. Full throttle battery from professional racers to weekend warrior. Full throttle battery is your battery of choice. Well, that does it for another edition of the Destination Players podcast. Be sure to download and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And we will talk to you again soon. Upgrade your ATV UTV today at superatv.com. Whether it's portals, axles, windshields, lift kits, power steering kits, or any of the other great products from Super ATV, they have you covered through the entire process. From design, manufacturing, testing, selling, shipping, and they're always there to support everything you need for your side-by-side. Go start your upgrade today at superatv.com.